Crystal Turner and Kylan Schultz were found dead on August 18th near Moab, Utah. They had last been seen alive on August 13th at Woody's Tavern in downtown Moab. There has been no one arrested for their murders. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sister. I'm Christy Brower and I am your host today. Katie is traveling and will be back in our very next episode. But I am happy to join you on my own today to talk to you about a case we have been discussing quite a bit lately, thanks to the Gabby Petito case. So you probably know that what I am talking about are the murders of a couple in Moab, Utah. This is the case of Crystal Turner and Kylan Schultz. Crystal Turner and Kylan Schultz were last seen on August 13th at Woody's Tavern in downtown Moab, Utah. Now, that's significant for several reasons. One, because that is the last time they were seen alive. It is also significant because Gabby Petito and her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, were also in that tavern last night. That night, not last night, that night. And they, according to witnesses, did, in fact, um, interact with one another. Now, because of the uh, missing persons and now we know death of Gabby and the um, disappearance or running away of Brian, we know that that was very significant that they came across one another because Gabby is now also dead, although dead later and in a different place. And Brian is missing. So there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not Brian could have committed these murders. There's been a public statement made by the Utah police that they do not believe that to be the case. There was um, a statement made that they were not ruling that out and they were looking into that for a couple of days. They've come back saying that they do not believe that to be true. I've been doing a little digging and I'm going to tell you the whole story, but there was something that was bothering me about this particular situation. And that is that it had been reported that Kylan had told a friend that there was a creepy guy hanging around in the campground where they were living that was making them nervous. And that at some point they had actually said, if we ever are murdered, this is who killed us, is this creepy guy. Now, this person was never identified. But this has been bothering me because Brian and Gabby were not in that area for very long. They ran into these two women Uh, Kylan and Crystal, on the 13th. On the 14th, 
Gabby and Brian moved along, moved their timeline forward and didn't stay around. So it would have been a really short amount of, you know, short opportunity. But here's something that I found because I've been trying to figure out when were those reports made to friends because I haven't seen any dates. But what I have seen is that Kylan had told friends at least twice about a man in the area who was creeping them out. Now, for real, they had only known Gabby and Brian for maybe 24 hours, uh, considering that one of the women worked in the local co-op and they had been in there as well. But it seems because where they met these individuals was in the co-op and then also in the tavern. But Kylan was talking about a man that was creeping them out in the campground where they were living. So I just don't think the timeline quite matches up with that, that they were indicating prior to Brian and Gabby even being in their community that someone was creeping them out. I really don't think this has anything to do with Brian and Gabby. However, this is a story that needs to be told. This is a murder that has not been solved and does not appear to have any suspects, at least none that have been uh, shared with the public. And this has been now a month since their deaths. So I'm going to tell you the story in the unfortunately uh, minimal amount of information that there is out here on this case. This is a heads up for all of us that women in particular who fit a particular mold, not just women, but all people who fit a particular mold, get a lot more attention when they go missing and are murdered than other groups of people. We know it to be true. It's very easy to say that white women that go missing or who are murdered get way more attention than anyone else, particularly white heterosexual women. Gabby and Crystal, or not Gabby, sorry, there's so many names, you guys. Kylan and Crystal were recently married. So they were a lesbian couple living in Utah. You can imagine um, maybe how that was coming across. Also, when their items were searched, their personal belongings were searched, there was some drug paraphernalia found. So those are two red flags to me that will indicate a disappearance or a murder that get less attention. They were LGBT and they were potentially drug users. Now, we don't even know what drugs or what that had to do with anything. And it certainly didn't mean that they deserve to get murdered. But this is the way it seems to go with the news media. And there are quite a few articles about this um, incident. However, they all say exactly the same thing. There's not been anything in depth done on this at all. There's so much I do not know about Kylan and Crystal. And I'm going to continue to research and we'll continue covering this case. But I just, it's something I want you to be aware of. It's something we all need to be aware of and that we need to work on is why is it that you have to be white and blonde and heterosexual to matter if you go missing or get murdered. Why? 
You know, there's a lot of bias in our media and there's a lot of bias in our law enforcement and we sure see it in a situation like this. I have seen a lot of things all over TikTok in the last couple of days where people are tagging Gabby Petito's name on MMIW cases because it gets more attention. More people look at that if it says Gabby Petito than if it says MMIW. That's pretty screwed up, don't you think? I mean, go for it. Put Gabby Petito on everything at this point because if it will give a signal boost to, you know, every case, I'm certainly going to be doing it on ours for a while. But it's sad that we have to do that. that there's such a glaring difference, you know, in multiple cases. I mean, you see the national outcry and search that has gone on for Gabby. Do you know how many women, and if you watch our channel, you do know how many women we have covered that no one has looked for. No one has cared other than their families and their communities. But as far as the authorities and the news media, nothing. It's sad. It's wrong. And it needs to change. So let's start with Kylan and Crystal. I'm going to tell you what I know. And then we're going to continue to update this case. I have asked to join a Facebook group that is private for support around this case, hoping maybe I can get a little bit more insight from family members and friends in that group, but I haven't been admitted yet. So let me tell you from the news media what I do know. So they were found, Crystal and Kylan were found dead on August 18th, but they were last seen on August 13th. They had actually been reported missing on August 16th. So there's this period of time where they don't they don't come to work. They don't show up to their jobs. And so people, they get reported missing because people are like, this is unlike them. What's going on? But then on the 18th of August of this year, their friend Cindy Sue Hunter went looking for them. And she found them at a crime scene um, on the south in the South Mesa area of LaSalle Loop Road, which is southeast of Moab. Now, I will tell you, I don't understand if this was where they were camping because one of them drove a camper van and that camper van was parked at McDonald's where they worked. So if they were camping in that van, it wasn't at a campsite. Um their car, their Kia Sorento was there, however. So I'm, I'm confused about, I thought they were camping in a camper van. So I'm not exactly sure where they were like physically staying. And if this was in fact where they were killed. And if you know, please let us know because the information is pretty sparse. So unfortunately for their friend, Cindy, she came upon... Crystal, not Crystal, Kylan, sorry, um, laying in a creek and she was only dressed from the waist up and she had obviously been shot multiple times. Uh, Cindy also said that her arms and legs were at an awkward angle and it just freaked her out. She said she just kind of went into shock. She knew she was dead when she saw her. 
She also was afraid because she didn't know, you know, how long has she been dead? And so she went and she called the police and she didn't go further into the crime scene, which really is smart because you don't want to mess with the evidence. And so she said that she felt like Crystal was just further south, but she didn't actually go and check. She let the police do that. Now, of course, we know now that the couple had told friends a couple of times prior to uh, their murders that there was a man creeping them out that was near their campsite and they wanted to move. Now, I'm not sure of where they were found. Is their campsite? Or if this is a different location. So we'll learn more, hopefully. Um, But Cindy said they didn't get a chance to move their campsite before they were killed. So there wasn't really any information for a while after that, of course, because the police were investigating. And then they did come forward and say that both Kylan and Crystal had been shot multiple times. And they had um, issued warrants for both of their vehicles. So their camper van that was parked at McDonald's and then their Kia Sorento that was also parked there where their bodies were found, I believe. Um, They were shot in the back on their sides and chest. So they were shot multiple times from different directions. It is yet not yet known if they were sexually assaulted. They were both um, undressed from the waist down. But we're waiting on test results and the medical examiner and the crime lab and all that stuff, which takes time. Uh, they, The community in Moab got real scared. Like, do is there a murderer on the loose? Do we need to be afraid here? Um, the police have said that they don't feel that other people are at risk, which does indicate to me that Kylan and Crystal were targeted. And there's been, um, you know, a lot of talk in the LGBT community that they were targeted for being gay and that this is potentially a hate crime. Again, we still don't know. Um, They're sure that this was not a murder-suicide, that they were both killed um, by someone else. So they got the camper van, they got the car, they've gone through all their stuff. And honestly, now we're just waiting for what happens next, you know, what happens, what comes from the medical examiner and from the other evidence that they have reviewed. It is clear from what I have read that the FBI, as well as the um, invest, the local investigators and state investigators are all working on this case, although there has been very little said um, publicly. So I think, you know, it's it's a hard one because when we don't hear much, it feels like nothing's happened. And it can feel like um, a crime is getting neglected. The ball is getting dropped. And sometimes that's true. And sometimes it is only because things are happening behind the scenes. 
things that can't be released yet. And so in where this case is only a month old, we don't know for sure. But we certainly know that a lot more people know about it now, thanks to Gabby Petito. And my hope is that we're going to see more movement on this case and more information. I am seeking more information from people who actually knew Crystal and Kylan because I would really like to get a little clearer picture of were they killed in their own campsite? Why was the van, the camper van at McDonald's and not in their campsite? I have a camper van. Um, you need it to camp in. <laughs> so that's why I'm confused. Like, were they staying in a tent and not really using the van? Or was it just a vehicle to get to and from work? I'm not sure really what's going on. And so, you know, I want to get some clarity also on when did they say that they felt like there was a creepy guy hanging around their camp and that they needed to move their camp. And that if anything happened to them, they might've been murdered by this person. When did they say that? Just timeline wise, I think, or I should say, I feel that that right there is part of what tells the local police that Brian Laundrie was not involved in their murders is that they were already concerned for their safety before he ever arrived. So we'll see, because we don't actually have an exact time of death on either of them either. We know that they were killed sometime between the evening of August 13th and the morning of August 18th. We don't know beyond that. So I'm going to continue to watch this case. We will give some updates on it. We'll probably do a second episode once I know a little bit more and can get a little bit more information. But there is certainly, um, there are people in the community in Moab who knew and loved them both and their families who are devastated by their loss. And it is a very huge concern about who killed them and why were they targeted? Is anyone else at risk? And can we get that person behind bars as soon as possible? Those are all questions we still have and answers that I am going to be seeking out for you. So I will tell you my gut feeling is that Brian Laundrie was not involved with this case at all. Uh, it is a strange coincidence that they were all in the same place at the same time. Maybe this was the opportunity for this case to get a little signal boost, though. So uh, we will continue to keep you updated on this case as well as the Gabby Petito case. This is our Monday episode, which means we will be back with more episodes on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. I'll tell you one of them is an update in the Poe Black or Poe Jackson case out of Slab City that we covered a few months ago. There has been some movement there. And so we're going to do an updated an, an episode update and tell you what we know about what's happening in Poe's case now. We'll also be back for the update on Wednesday night and for the psychic hour on Thursday. So as always, thank you for being here with us and for being a part of what we do here at True Crime Paranormal. We couldn't do it without you. And you know it, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here.